and welcome to the first ever episode of this brand new podcast called The Spoon. Thank you for tuning in. Today we're talking about transportation and what's wrong with where we are now. And by transportation, I'm mainly referring to cars, which is probably the most wasteful means of transport on the planet, at the moment at least. You know what I'm talking about, there's usually a car with five seats and it's taking one person somewhere, especially in rush hour, you see that a lot. And it kind of sums up being wasteful. So in this podcast, you can listen to some smart people, and I don't mean me, talking about what's wrong with status quo. And I have two audio clips lined up on the same topic. The audio clips are mainly from a discussion held at the 2015 Vail Global Energy Forum, the details of which I'll leave in the description. But to quickly give you an idea, the Whale Global Energy Forum, or WGEF, is, dedica- is dedicated to the search for solutions to one of the most pressing issues of our time. That is, how to produce enough clean, cost-efficient energy from reliable sources to power our global economy, which will also develop breakthrough energy solutions of the future. So I'm just reading that part out from uh, from looking at looking at and finding out what they stand for. So, um, so getting along, uh, who's in this discussion or who are the people on it? The panel has five people and the discussion or the entire discussion is an hour long. So if you do have the time, I would recommend watching the whole video, the link to which I will leave on the, in the description section. I've picked out two audio clips that I thought were interesting from the one-hour video and each clip is about five minutes long. So I'll start out by telling you who's on the discussion panel. Um, The panel is moderated by Dr. Stefan Heck, and this is the person you'll hear or you listen to first. And Dr. Stefan Heck is a consulting professor at the Precourt Institute for Energy at Stanford University. Also on the panel is J.B. Strobel, CTO and co-founder of Tesla Motors. And he speaks first, but I am not playing back that part of the video because he talks about Tesla and most of the people listening to this might already know about what Tesla, but, but it is pretty interesting. And he does talk about a very, about a few different things and it would be, it, it would be interesting to go back and listen to him if you do have the time. Uh, the next person is Sunil Paul, CEO and co-founder of Sidecar. This is the startup that recently shut down, I think, because they weren't doing too well. Um, the next person is Ned Kurek, CTO of Toyota Motor Sales. And finally, there's Pete Trellenberg. He's the manager for environmental policy and planning at Exxon. Um, I did watch most of the video myself a few times, except for that part when the guy from Exxon starts talking, and I thought it was a little boring, but... And anyway, I did watch it, and it wasn't particularly interesting. And yeah, you can skip past if you like. And I don't, I didn't expect much from a person belonging to Exxon to add to a discussion like this. But um, anyway, without further ado, I'll let you listen to the first audio clip from Dr. Stefan Heck. He kind of lays out the numbers for us, and I, and I thought it was really interesting. Jump right in. First of all, how many of you came here by plane versus by car? Plane? Most of you? Yep. How many by car? Good. So if you came by car, your car is probably parked. Um, and if you came by plane, the car that you own is probably parked as well. This is the data on the U.S. Your car is actually parked 96% of the time. And of the 4% that you're in it, about half of it is looking for parking or stuck in congestion. And if you think about the fact that we have a billion cars on the planet today, going to almost 2 billion, 
and that each of those cars is somewhere around $20,000, $30,000. That's about $30 trillion in assets that we're getting 2% utilization on. So this is why sharing is interesting if we can get more productivity out of the same car fleet. We also, in terms of the fuel, this is an analysis that Amory Lovins first did in the 70s, but it still holds true today for internal combustion engine. We're getting incrementally better on combustion engines with turbocharging, with lightweighting the vehicles. But fundamentally, most of the fuel that you pump at the gas station still turns into heat, not actually into locomotion going forward. So still, we have a relatively inefficient engine at the core of our transportation system. We also, even though we've made a lot of progress in safety of vehicles with seat belts, automatic uh, anti-lock brake systems, and now a lot of the sensors that avoid forward collisions, we still have 32,000 deaths in the U.S. just from driving. It's the leading cause of death for 25 to 40-year-olds, and it's 1.2 million people worldwide every year. So this is still a very high ratio. Even if you compare it to something like maritime travel or airplane travel, we're all a lot more afraid of airplane uh, crashes than we are of car crashes. But actually, we only have about 200 deaths per year from airplane travel. Uh, so it's, airplane travel is actually much, much safer. And we also spend a huge proportion of our, of our money on infrastructure, which has even lower utilization. A, car, a, a typical road is loaded once a day in one direction, because it's usually commuting into or out of the city. And when it's loaded, it's about 10% covered with cars. Any more than that, you get a traffic jam and throughput actually drops. So at peak utilization, maximum throughput when the lane is still moving, you get about 10% coverage. 10% coverage for a couple hours a day is a fraction of a percent of utilization of 2.5% of GDP that we spend on roads. So you can see all around this system, if you look at it with a resource lens, there are enormous opportunities to increase the productivity, and we're going to talk about some of the levers of how to do that. I want to show you this just to tee up why is sharing so significant. This is a quick analysis. If you look at buying a car versus just using a car per ride, if you buy a car, you have a big investment up front, and you can see whether you buy a used or a new car. Those are the two parallel lines. They start high. Your initial acquisition, about $12,000 per year in terms of total all-in cost for the car, including depreciation and your fuel and your maintenance. And then the incremental cost is just the fuel and the extra maintenance for driving, so the curve is relatively shallow. If you sidecar or you Uber, you have no upfront cost, right? The, your initial cost is basically free. It's downloading an app on your phone, the phone you typically already possess. Then you order a ride, and you basically pay per trip, a little bit per time and a little bit per mile. It's a combination of the fare, usually. And you can see the curves up there for Lyft as an example. And what's interesting is if you drive less than 5,000 miles per year in total, which is about a third of the U.S. population drives that little per year, it would already make economic sense for you to sell your car and just to use ride-sharing all the time. Now, there are many other benefits of a car. I recognize that in terms of how good you feel in it, you like owning it, you like the status it conveys, you like the, the ability to choose your own car rather than get into a ride-share car. But from a pure wallet point of view, you're much better off actually ride-sharing if you drive that little. And if we get to sharing, like the uh, pooling systems, like Uber Pool or Liftline or what Sidecar is trying to do where anybody can give anybody a ride, and also we get to a future world where the drivers aren't in it. Today, the driver is about 60% of the cost of a shared ride. If you eliminate the driver and you drive the vehicle autonomously, you basically shift that curve out to 10 or 12,000 miles per year. So now we're talking about most everybody would be economically uh, advantaged by actually sharing their car. Again, I'm not claiming everybody will. This is just a technical potential of the economics. So bring that all together, and then we're going to have a good um, debate and discussion about this. You've got what JB showed, the electrification, dramatic improvements in efficiency and the performance of the car. 
you have a whole bunch of technologies now coming in that head towards the Google autonomous car. Many of them are coming in incrementally, helping you brake, helping you avoid collisions, helping you follow a lane. 90% of all the accidents are actually human error. So if we have the computer watching our surroundings all the time, we can get rid of many of those. We also have, as JB already teed up in his presentation, the connected car. The car talks to your phone, talks to the Internet, knows where the traffic is, knows where the restaurants are, where your charging stations are, any of those. We can begin to optimize where we route cars. If you look at the freight domain, companies have been doing this for decades already. UPS with its right turns only and optimizing the schedule of the drivers. FedEx obviously has done uh, similar work. We have not applied that same discipline to human transport most of the time, so that potential is all there. And lastly, we can share, going from 2% asset utilization, and by the way, you can see on the chart here, it's 15% at rush hour. So 85% of cars are still parked during rush hour. Thank goodness, because otherwise rush hour would be much worse. Um, what's interesting, you put all that together, there are synergies across these. If I share, I can have a small battery in my primary car, but I can trade in for a bigger battery with a longer range when I need it. An autonomous car can go recharge itself while I'm not using it. So not only does each of these levers create a benefit, but the combination actually becomes even more powerful. Some quick back-of-the-envelope math at the top. If you have a compact car today, it's about 67 cents a mile all in. If you drive an SUV, it's a little over a dollar all in, full cost. If you apply all these technologies and you electrify autonomous, what I call ACES, autonomous, connected, electrified, and shared, you get to nine cents per mile all in, which obviously is a dramatic revolution in the so that is the end of that particular clip. And what do they talk about? I've written down some of the points points made which I thought were interesting. The standout one for me being that cars are a thirty trillion dollar asset. Thirty trillion dollar asset. That's that should and and with a two percent utilization rate. And I, th- I thought that was really astounding and surprising and probably worse than what I thought worse than what I thought it would be. And then there's the road utilization or infrastructure utilization, which is poor as well. And then there's the fact that there's 1.2 million people that are in accidents and 90% of them are due to human error. And then there's the fact that the internal combustion engine at the heart of our transportation system is pretty inefficient compared to, say, the, the upcoming electric cars and and, and, and all of that. And then there's lack of route optimization for personal travel. And and as he sums up, as Dr. Stephen Heck kind of sums up in the end, it says, when cars become autonomous, electrified, shared, and connected, the cost of transportation will be significantly lowered. Um, and he also find, kind of says uh, about uh, if he drives less, if, I'm sorry, if any of you drive less than 5,000 miles a year, how it's already cheaper to use a shared service like Uber, Lyft, or Sidecar, which I didn't know. But anyway, um, so those are the key points I kind of wanted to take away from the first clip. I mean, you kind of always suspect this is the case or that uh, things are kind of bad, but when you listen to the numbers, I thought it was worse than expected. And I just wanted to kind of share that. Mm. Now we come to the second audio clip, which is from Sidecar CEO Sunil Paul. And it's a little under five minutes, and I'll play that clip now. Yeah, thank you for inviting me and also for making the case compelling, <laughs> in a really compelling way about why sharing uh, can make such a big impact. Uh, so I'm founder and, um, and CEO of Sidecar, um, which is an app-based system that allows you to get a ride 
through a marketplace where drivers set their own prices for rides and riders get a flat rate for a particular trip. So if you're familiar with Uber, it's similar to Uber, but uh, you get a flat rate for the trip uh, and you get to choose a specific driver. We've also introduced a delivery capability. Uh, that's a recent uh, development uh, so that businesses can use Sidecar to do same-day delivery um, for a very affordable price point, about 20% of the cost of traditional couriers, and um, with you know, over 99% uh, uh, delivery rates. So, and I should also mention that I've also been involved in car sharing, uh, which is the idea of allowing someone to uh, use a car, drive it on a part-time basis. Companies like Zipcar, you mentioned Drive Now, uh, and new startups where you allow one another to, to uh, drive a car like Get Around. So a lot of depth in this world, and the real vision for that world is that even as automobiles are becoming more efficient, you're not going to need as many of them, and you're not going to need your own. So the future of transportation, the way we see it, is that instead of having to buy a car and have that asset sit around idle for 95% of the time, and then even when it's used, only one person, for the most part, is in the car, even though it can hold four or five or six. Instead of that incredibly wasteful use of that dedicated car, uh, the second most expensive thing that an American household spends money on. Instead, we're going to trade that in for access to a network, a kind of um, uh, utility, uh, a kind of cloud service for transportation. And it's a different way of thinking about transportation than I think we've come accustomed to thinking about transportation as, oh, well, the answer to transportation is you buy a car. Well, it hasn't always been that way. It's really been a post-World War II phenomenon that the solution to personal transportation is buy a car. It used to be that uh, most people, uh, at least for a long period of time, it was public transportation. It was a kind of service that you, that you bought into. And we see that future, uh, or we see the future being very similar to that past of you have a very convenient, very affordable uh, transportation network available to you that uh, is available through your smartphone, and uh, allows you to move around uh, wherever and whenever you need to, and very importantly, allows things that you need to be delivered to you. You don't need to uh, run out to the grocery store, run out to the dry cleaner. A lot of the errands of life are handled uh, by this network and delivered to you instead of you having to go run around and, and do these things. Uh, it is a, a world that's already happening. If you live in San Francisco today, you can, you can live this world right now because there's an explosion of creativity and new startups happening, uh, and almost all of them have, for whatever reason, we're all in San Francisco. Us, Uber, Lyft, Get Around, uh, drive, well, I guess Drive Now is not quite a startup, but, um, uh, and, and a lot of other services that are delivering uh, various kinds of services, the um, same-day delivery of e-commerce services, the uh, uh, explosion in the ability to have uh, hot food from not just the restaurants that you know deliver, like the pizza and the Chinese food, but uh, all kinds of other services. Uh, it is all happening, and it's spreading 
rapidly. We are we're proving it out. Uh, you know, we're in eight cities right now. Uh, we've deployed shared rides in five of them, um, which brings the cost of a trip across town down from, you know, a taxi ride might be $20. A shared ride will be something on the order of $5. So it, the convenience, the prices are already coming down. It's happening now. And I think the pace of innovation in this category is just tremendous. And it's a little hard to predict. I mean, 2040 is impossible for me to see because it's just so far away. So Sunil talks about the future and transportation and how it's bound to become more of a service as opposed to how things are now. It seems like there's a huge amount of activity happening in the automotive and transportation industry. And, it's, and, it, and it looks like we're at the beginning of a revolution. Um, with um, with yeah, that's basically all the stuff I wanted to share. And I uh, hope you guys enjoyed my first attempt at a podcast. Please subscribe and share if you would like to hear from me. And I thought this was informative. Please send me a tweet or let me know if you have any feedback. I'd really appreciate it. Thank you and see you later. Bye bye.